0: Tuesday. Feel it in my bones. I could feel it in my plums. How you doing tonight? All right, it's 6.55 on the East Coast. We have a good show. We have a great guest. We have a lot to talk about. Boy, oh boy. Talk about a time of revelation. Talk about an apocalyptic time. Remember, there's a big difference between Apocalypse and Armageddon. We are seeing the whole game board getting re- revealed right now. No doubt about it. It's just incredible. Reminders every day of what you have to just remind yourself about. Especially where we live and uh, how it is occupied by the most obscene religious zealotry you can conceive of from people who claimed not to be religious at all. Friends who are enemies. Enemies who are worse than you thought. (laughs) Oh, God. There's just so much going on here. Welcome to the show. It's uh, the 21st of March. It's 3.21.23. And we got Robert Phoenix coming on the show with us. People really enjoy when he's on. Talks a lot about what's going on in the skies, the alignment of stars and planets, and, of course, the history the history that can be uh, correlated to all of that movement and the patterns that we see. And he's just really good at cultural commentary and a, a, just a, a good guy, become a good friend of the show and me. So I, I can't wait to have him on just to talk about everything that's happened right now. Everything. Not, not just the Trump stuff, which seems like, from what everybody's reporting now, that tomorrow is going to be the day. Tomorrow there is going to be an indictment and that is uh, that's it that's it the, uh, the, the, the most rabid dogs on the planet are getting their belly scratched tomorrow the most rabid dogs on the planet are getting their belly scratched and all the dogs uh, and all the you're gonna see you're gonna see talk about talk about a big reveal of who's who well it's happening right now even Ron DeSantis is now uh, confirmed a s- snake faced bitch snake bitch from, and and from a very and I'm being dispassionate here too, not not even from a, a like a Trump fanboy or anything like that. Obviously, the way that uh, the, he has, uh, you know, this whole situation, how he has been. It's confirmed now. Everything that Rich Barris was telling us months ago about how he was being positioned against Trump behind the scenes and then has just been silent about it. Trump was attacking him. We were wondering why. Well, now it's, 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 uh, it's very clear why. And I think he's a scumbag first and foremost just because he's going to be abandoning, abandoning Floridians. He's going to be abandoning Floridians to try to step on the shoes of a guy who helped make him do wanna talk about a uh a too Brutus situation here in the middle of March. My gosh, what a snake bitch he is. That's snaky. Snaky. But we have a lot of other things to do tonight. Uh, I mean that's gonna be the most of it. There's so much to discuss and I like doing it with uh with Robert. He's one of my uh one of my reliable guys here. So we'll do that tonight, and I hope that we get a lot of calls from you in the second half of the show. Tomorrow night, Anomaly is on, I think. I have to confirm with him. And then Dr. Peter McCullough on Thursday. On Friday, I don't know what the hell's going on. I have some ideas. Saturday, the 25th, we're going to have our Saturday night special. I know at least Matt is going to be here Saturday night. And then next week, we've got Rich Barris. We've got Grace, really graceful, is on with us, her debut appearance. Going to be talking about her, her work. We're going to be talking about life in general, especially her new book. And uh, Chris Ann Hall in April, G. Edward Griffin, I'm working on bringing him back. Dr. Albert Taylor, The Soul Traveler, A Night of Remote Viewing. He's coming back on April 20th. And then on the 21st of April, Shane Cashman is coming back on to talk about his new paranormal book. Want to talk about some spooky stuff with Shane. I think he might be calling in remote, but who knows? Who knows? All right, ladies and gents, that's enough of that. Let's get on with the rest of this. I want to thank sponsors, but I just want to make a blanket statement about uh, about my sponsors and it's going to come in the form of a really wonderful email that I got. The email, the email comes from Tammy and here's what she said. And this, I said, you know what, Tammy, I'm going to use some parts of this for the show tonight. Thank you so much. She said, Frank, I hope I'm sending this to the correct email. Just wanted to take a minute to tell you that why I love Frankly World. I ordered some chocolate from Yes Cacao. I received a package yesterday. Justin enclosed an actual handwritten note along with the chocolate. Who does that? What an incredibly nice touch. What beautiful affiliates you have. I'm also a customer of Secret Nature. Another incredible bunch of folks. Also Apex Water. That's great. Next stop will probably be Pat and Gina at Blue Monster Prep, as I think we are getting pretty close to whatever they have in store for us. Take care and God bless you, Lauren and beautiful Aurora. You are my you are the only thing I watch for entertainment and I love Matt. I'm sure he's going to love that. Sincerely, Tammy. See, now I love this because uh, this is why I'm so enthusiastic about plugging my friends and affiliates because I I know they're all good people with good stuff to offer everyone and and they truly care which for me business is very personal i uh, have a hard time separating the two so that's great you can find all the links to all those great people and their services and their products and everything on the affiliates page on quite frankly.tv all of the promo codes are there and discount codes and everything that's all there under the little profiles so go and check them out thank you so much all right on to the grab bag let's just start sharpening our knives first one up from the new york post devastating asteroid hitting earth more likely than previous thought all i have to say is thank god next story Page six. A fan poops in an aisle near Hillary and Chelsea Clinton at a Broadway show. Well you gotta go, you gotta go. Some like it steaming hot. Page six hears that a serial pooper. Pooper. If I was if I was uh If I was Bernie Bernie Sanders, he would go pooper, 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 pooper. His, his cheeks would like when he says people 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 with his with his, I hate his face it's one of those nights sorry page six here that a serial pooper has been stalking the halls of the legendary Schubert theater, theater and last time they struck a turd appeared in the aisle next to Hillary Clinton well that's appropriate and Chelsea Clinton that's something like some people thought that the turd was Chelsea and then they realized, oh, this is a third piece of shit. <laughs> Three. <laughs> Connect four. What's going to be the fourth? A source close to the show insists that it was a regrettable one-off incident. It has not happened again. It has not happened since. But another source tells us that the theater staff said that the shits almost hit the fan at other performances as well. Last week, uh, when Hillary and Chelsea Clinton were in the audience, said a source, the lights came up for intermission and there were two human turds in the, in the aisle just near the famous political duo. That means somebody that means somebody knew that Hillary and Chelsea were there, they're in the, and they said, i I need to shit next to, I need to shit on the floor next to them. That was a decision that had to be consciously made. I need to shit there. Unless they went to the bathroom, they got a paper towel, they shit into their hand with the paper towel, and as they walked by, they just dropped it, and, and nobody would have noticed with the lights off, and that would actually be interesting. And I think that to actually plan all of that out, you would have had to been mentally preoccupied throughout at least a good portion of the first half of the show because you have to know okay that's Hillary, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? The show's going on the whole time you're thinking about can I throw something do I throw a spitball do I throw something? Oh shit I mean, maybe I wish I can shit right next to her but they're gonna see me popping a squat. What can I do? I know what I'll do. I'm gonna go to the bathroom I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna shit into a paper towel and when I come back I'm going to j- I'm gonna drop it right next to her. That's at least 15 minutes of planning right there. Although I did it right now, but I'm just trying to speed the process up a little bit because you got all the the adrenaline that you're working with and, uh, and then, you know, you just wait eagerly until uh, intermission comes and then all the house lights go up and you want to hear everybody's reaction. So that was a... Or it could have just been a homeless person because I'm sure it's illegal to tell homeless people you cannot come into the theater and shit now in New York City. That's probably illegal to tell them you can't do that. The insider added the house crew dealt with it very appropriately and quickly, and Hillary and Chelsea remained in the theater for the second act. All oh, good for them. So they went to go see Some Like It Hot. Um, I like the original film. I do. I think my mother was actually watching Some Like It Hot yesterday when I, when I brought Aurora to go see her after dinner. Uh, I think she was watching Some Like It Hot. It's a classic film. We should put it on, on the network one night. By the way, last night I had such a great time watching Casino Royale with you all. Whoever was there, it was a great time. Gripping film. And now, next week, we will move on to Quantum of Solace. And you have to know one... What we'll do is next week before Quantum of Solace, we'll put up a uh, some kind of a video that breaks down everything that happens in Casino Royale so that you're caught up. And then we can keep going because they are all linked together. They're not They're not one-offs. So... All right, here we go. Smoking gun. So you know it's from Florida. A man has been busted for slapping his wife in the face with a slice of pizza, cops say. Look at that. You can tell by that face he had just had enough. Look, he had just had enough. A Florida man, he's, act, he's probably very grateful that he gets to spend the night in jail. A Florida man slapped his wife in the face with a slice of pizza during an argument in their residence. I don't mean to laugh. Of course not. Especially for those of you out there who have been slapped in the face with a pizza before, you probably think I'm not on your side. I'm willing to listen to your side of the story. According to cops who reported that the alleged crime scene was sauce splattered, (laughs) police were dispatched Friday afternoon to residents in Marion County in response to a 911 hangup. Upon arriving at the home, officers encountered Ortello Alfonso. Ortelio Alfonso, 39 years old, who said he had a verbal altercation with his spouse according to the probable cause affidavit. The victim, however, said that the dispute turned violent, telling officers that Alfonso grabbed a slice of pizza and slapped her in the left side of the face with it. The woman said, "The I'm sorry, I'm, I'm smiling. You can probably hear me smiling. The woman said the couple had been arguing about the disciplining of their son. A cop noted that the woman had pizza sauce all over her shirt and the remnants of pizza in her hair and in her ear area. What's the ear area? Is it the ear or is it not the ear? Additionally, the officer reported, "'I observed there to be pizza sauce on the walls.' It might as well be blood. (laughs) And ceiling of the kitchen area, which further corroborated the victim's statement. After being handcuffed and read his rights, Alfonso reportedly admitted striking the victim with a slice of pizza in the face, adding that he threw the pizza and did not physically strike the victim with his hands, just with the pizza. So, there you have it. What the hell's all this? Okay, pizza crime. Anyway. So, there you have more Florida news. Florida man news. All right. Dodge unveils the last fa- super-fast gasoline muscle car it has, so go out there and get the new 2023 Challenger before it gets neutered and turned into a bitch car. That's all I have to say about that. And then here is the... I'm speeding through this because I want to really spend some time on the opening, the opening articles about the Trump thing that's going on tomorrow. And then finally, I came across this on my YouTube shorts the other day. And I I showed Matt this because it's about it's about Mel um, Gibson I'm sorry I forgot but those of you who know the show know there's only one Mel and it's about Mel talking about the resurrection movie that's coming out next year which I thought it was going to be this year and I was really excited but now we have to wait until next year and he's doing the Passion of the Christ sequel and I was I had talked with Matt and I talked with Timothy Gordon and others about this too, that I really hope, I really, really hope he does something uh, Twin Peaksy with this. I hope that he gets really David Lynch with this shit and he goes, the three days before the, the leading up to the resurrection, I hope that he goes, he brings the audience to hell. I hope that he goes on Jesus's journey. With his, uh, you know, when Jesus goes all John Wick on everybody in hell, and uh, I, I, I hope so. And then I saw this, and you gotta listen to this. Hold on. I don't know when this is from, but it's the first time I heard him comment directly on that that situation. Let me restart this. Here you go.
1: You said, you know, we're gonna be bringing out the resurrection, right? Yep. Now that was 2016. Uh, is it coming soon?
2: Yeah, sooner now. Because it, what, what I had to, it, it is such a massive uh, undertaking um, that you can't do it lightly and you can't do it quickly. You have to really consider what it is that you need to show, in order to be poignant. It can't be linear. It has to, you have to have many things to juxtapose against one another, even from different time periods, in order to illustrate what something means in a more full way. It's going to be a real jigsaw puzzle to do, and I have two scripts, right. and, and one of them is very structured and a very strong script, and the other is like an acid trip, because <laughs> you're going into other realms and stuff. Okay. I mean, you're in hell, you're in, you know, you're, it's, it's like, you know, yes. it, you're watching the angels fall. Yeah, oh, wow. It's like crazy. It's- yes. Yes.
0: Oh, so I hope we get, I hope it's not delayed anymore. Please don't delay this another year, Mel, please. Um, That's, that's going to be insane. Going to be insane. And, uh, and there you have it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we will be right back. I shared all of the live links for this show across all of the, quite frankly, official socials. So if you'd be so kind, not only like this broadcast on YouTube and Rumble, because that's where it counts the most, especially on Rumble. Everybody, please encourage everybody to keep liking until that we are almost even of live concurrent viewers with likes, because that'll help us be seen and suggested across Rumble, which is uh, ripe for the picking right now. I'd love to be introduced to some people who never knew that we existed before. And, uh, and on, on YouTube, just the same. Thank you guys so much. Help me syndicate the show tonight. It'd be wonderful to have your help. And I will see you on the other side of the intro. It's been a year. It's been a pretty great, uh, interesting, fast-moving year so far. It's the second day of spring already. A quarter of the year of the new year is done. That's how fast these years go by now. We're in a time warp. We are in a time warp. One hell of an adventure. So here's what I want to jump into real quick, as you might have seen from one place or another. Or if not, I'm the first one to tell you it 's been getting around now that Donald Trump is expected to be indicted tomorrow Secret Service is uh, going is has made plans for his surrender and appearance in a New York court in New York court next week so tomorrow's the indictment and the the appearance I guess the arraignment is I mean that's going around through the Daily Mail and I, I guess that means the arraignment is next week or whatever the hell's going on. That's, uh, that, that's what it is. I said, last, as of yesterday, we didn't know if it was actually going to happen, if it was just a whole lot of fluff to get people all out of control and then a nothing burger and to blame it on one person or another. Well, this all uh, started in the media. It started in the media. There was no denials from the, from the, the, the district attorney's office in New York. There was only construction of barriers and all that other stuff from the New York Police Department over the course of the last several days. That's not all at the order of Donald Trump and his camp, so uh, it it was coming from someplace and people were reacting to it. That's just what it is. You have uh, this one over here. This one over here. Stormy Daniels says uh, she'll be she'll dance down the street if Trump goes to jail. Oh yeah, you'll be dancing until you're eighty, you old hua. This one took money for, she took money for signing an NDA, then spent the last few years reneging on that voluntary agreement, and has already been ordered to pay Trump more than double the value of the NDA itself. But, but, you know, of course, the day that this story dies for good is the day that any and all interest in her and her snatch dies as well. So she's doing her thing, gobbling up whatever she can. And then we have this. I want to throw this out here. This is eight minutes of, uh, I think, pretty across-the-board uh, analysis from Judge Napolitano about what's going on. This three minutes. I'm sorry. It starts at minute eight. It goes for about three minutes, and you, uh, I think, this is pretty even keel of what we're going on, what's going on right now. So listen to this.
5: Proceeds of a home equity loan that Michael Cohen took out on his own apartment in New York, wired the funds to a. Um, a shell corporation that he set up in Delaware, a corporation that just exists just for the purpose of transferring funds, transferred the funds from the Delaware corporation uh, to her lawyer, Stormy Daniels' lawyer in California. He took his fee and gave the rest uh, to Stormy Daniels. That was the agreement. Stormy Daniels signed that agreement, can't make this up, on the trunk of an automobile outside a warehouse in Calabasas, California, where she was directing the, the production of pornography in a studio inside the warehouse. She signed it under an assumed name, Peggy Peterson. Donald Trump's documents were signed in his behalf by Michael Cohen, also under an assumed name, James Dennison. Can't make this up. If Michael Cohen did this out of the goodness of his heart, as Bob Costello says Michael Cohen once told him he did, If he did this because he loved and wanted to help his billionaire boss, uh, and so he took a a home equity loan out on his own home to save the billionaire boss's marriage or to save the billionaire boss's campaign for president, why did Donald Trump reimburse him? How did Donald Trump reimburse him? That's the issue. Cohen was reimbursed ten thousand dollars a month for thirteen months. There's one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. He probably did it because
0: he 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 thought that there was going to be a uh there's going to be at least somewhere down the line a a presidential advisor role for him. I, he he has said that much. That has come out along the the course of all of his questioning and stuff uh, along the way too. He he had hoped that that was going to be something that he'd be able to uh, finagle for himself. I'm sure this is just a way of keeping the relationship strong so that he's at the top of Donald's considerations
5: by the Trump organization, which listed it as legal fees. That's the hook on which the prosecutor hangs its hat in the state of New York. It is a misdemeanor, a low level crime, one for which the maximum penalty in jail does not exceed a year, one ordinarily redressed by a guilty plea and the payment of a fine and the correction of the books. But in New York, it is a misdemeanor. Uh, to record an a corporate expenditure erroneously or deceptively it becomes a felony now we're talking serious stuff if that misdemeanor was committed to hide a felony what would the felony be the use of corporate funds from the trump organization to pay a campaign debt a campaign obligation silencing stormy daniels why was it a campaign obligation This all happened the last two weeks of October 2016, when Trump was running against Hillary Clinton. This all happened two weeks after the Access Hollywood tapes came out. This all happened when Donald Trump thought, we all thought, turned out it wasn't true, but we all thought he was on the ropes and Mrs. Clinton uh, was going to clobber him. The last thing in the world the campaign wanted was for Stormy Daniels told a press conference saying, I was a porn star, I had sex with Donald Trump, he didn't pay me money, but he promised to get me on a show, he never got me on a show. She never said that publicly because she accepted the $130,000. So the issue comes down to, sounds a little tawdry, but this is what a jury's going to have to decide. That $130,000 paid by Michael Cohen through the circuitous route to Stormy Daniels of his own funds Reimbursed by the Trump organization was that to save Donald Trump's marriage to Mrs. Trump, or was it to save Donald Trump's campaign against Mrs. Clinton?
0: So that then that's really what it's coming down to right now. That's what that's what these uh, liberal pipe dreamers in the New York court system, the, the what do you want to call it, the justice system? It's not that. That's what these liberal pipe dreamers out there are trying to figure out how they can they can manage this. Can they come together and decide what Trump was thinking when he made arrangements to make sure that this alleged decade old fling 10 years prior to 2016 didn't cause any embarrassment for his family. They're trying to make sure, they're trying to figure out intent. How can they how can they say definitively convince themselves at least how can they convince themselves definitively that this was for this was for the election well they'd have to first convince themselves that if people knew that 10 years prior to 2016 he fooled around with a porn star a thrice married billionaire real estate developing celebrity playboy from new york had fooled around with a with a a porn star that that would have ruined That would have ruined him in the last days leading up to the 2016 election. That's the first thing that they have to convince themselves of. It's bullshit. Under, not ever, under any circumstances, was this going to affect his vote count in no way, shape, or form. It was not going to sway anybody from giving up on him. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Unless you find some kind of a diary where he's saying that this is for his election, then come on now. People sign NDAs like this all the time. All the time. It certainly... So it was not going to affect the election whatsoever. Certainly not when his opponent... And I've said this I don't know how many times. Certainly not when his opponent is Hillary Clinton, who spent a career denigrating women that her husband was banging, and at times just outright raping. All right? Calling them bimbos, the the big feminist that she is. So... uh, and, And not to really bring her up again... But it frames our predicament well, not just Trump's predicament, our predicament, because that's that's what it's really all about. This is this should be a reflective moment. We're looking into the, we're staring into the looking glass here. Remember that the FBI low lives, low lives at the FBI, Peter, like people, people like Peter Strzok, what they did for Hillary Clinton earlier in the very same year, 2016. So they're going after trying to put, uh, put pieces together about this, uh, this, this payment and what it could have been about, $130,000 and this and that. How can we make a misdemeanor fe- a felony and really ruin this guy? It, it's indictment day. These are real low-life motherfuckers, especially the people who are eating this up and think it's great. Low-life motherfuckers. they got nothing going on. Nothing going on to be proud of. That's for sure. It was people like Peter Strzok who created a non-prosecutorial category of criminal activity just for Hillary and her chronic mishandling of national security information. That's what they did for her just months before all of this stuff was going on. All this stuff came to light. That's what they were doing. That's what the FBI was doing. That's what the feds were doing. If Hillary Clinton's intent, since we're talking about intent now, If her intent was to endanger national security in order to knowingly enrich herself, to knowingly endanger national security for the purpose of enriching herself and her colleagues, then she is a traitor. No doubt about it. And plenty of other things. But if it wasn't her intent, then she's still guilty of gross negligence for for chronic mishandling of national security information. She's still still, to this day, guilty of gross negligence, which is a a crime that carries a lot of jail time, especially for the level that she was doing it at for years. Okay, But instead, the FBI specifically, Peter Strzok, filed it under extremely careless, as if Hillary Clinton had spilled some milk on the carpet. And now the same species of fools in New York... They're not the same people, but they're the same species. They will now endeavor to prove that Donald Trump's intent, all right, they are going to try to prove intent, get inside of his brain and prove intent in order to upgrade a misdemeanor to a felony. So, like, you don't need to even like Donald Trump to see this as another example of the kind of religious zealotry that has everything and is aimed at us. And then despite it all, on top of it all, I should say, top of it all, we finally have an official public reveal of the reptile face that is behind the Ron DeSantis mask. Ron DeSantis, he's on, uh, finally takes the glove off to launch a fiery attack on Donald Trump and tells his fans to stay tuned on a 2024 bid on the week that he's going to get indicted. Imagine that timing. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who looks like he has, uh, he's constipated when he smiles, looks like he has a big poopy in his diaper, needs somebody to change his diaper, now I can't stand the sight of him, uh, has finally taken the gloves off and launched a blistering attack on his former mentor, President Donald Trump, in an exclusive wide-ranging interview with, uh, with me to air on Piers Morgan, this is written by Piers Morgan, uncensored. On Thursday night, Desantis said, "Stay tuned about his widely expected announcement that he's running for president." That in itself is 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 such a, a low low move, such a scummy move. Floridians want they voted for you, and you're you're taking off a year and a half into it, a, two years into it. It's the last time you can run and just a step on the shoes what are you going to stop in the next 4 years what are you going to stop in the next 4 years why are you going to waste your time in the federal it's a listen donald trump's got nothing else going on he'd be he'd be uh, you know playing golf right now let him go over there and have some fist fights in in washington dc even if he gets back in for for 4 years what the hell is that going to do for us i really don't believe that it's going to make that much of a difference you can do some things no doubt about it you can really take the gloves off and cause a war that would be wonderful a war inside of the bureaucracy that's what i mean he's not going to go and do what's going on now but this is just ridiculous you're working for a state that has a uh, a good thing going for it and and obviously you've been recruited to do something else it's so scummy Speaking from the governor's mansion in Tallahassee, he declared, I have what it takes to be president, and I can beat Biden. Yeah? Can you beat President Trump in a primary? No. (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. No, you can't. No, you can't. If he closes the gap within even 20 points or 15 points, I would be surprised. But it's what he said about Trump that will ignite the firestorm in the Republican Party. For months, DeSantis said nothing as Trump's escalated his verbal attacks on him, branding his ex-protege, Ron DeSanctimonious, and Meatball Ron. Well, now we know why. Now we know why. Because whatever people like Rich Barris had heard coming down the pike and in whispered, hushed tones months ago is very apparent that there was something in the works here. Yesterday, Trump went nuts after DeSantis took a shot at him over his anticipated indictment over alleged payoffs to ex-lover Stormy Daniels, saying, quote, I don't know what goes goes into paying hush money to a porn star to secure silence over some type of alleged affair. The inferred morally censorious tone sparked a furious response from Trump who raged on his own truth social platform. Trump, uh, get back on Twitter, please, (laughs) okay? Uh, Stop this. I mean, especially now. The knives are out. The knives are out. The Ides have arrived. And you're still just hanging out on Truth Social? Ron DeSanctimonious will probably find out about false accusations and fake stories sometime in the future as he gets older, wiser, and better known when he's unfairly and illegally attacked by a woman, even classmates that are underage or possibly a man. I'm sure he will want to fight these misfits just like i do so this is what we're this is what we're dealing with now and what well what we're dealing with what we're just going to be observing and i think that is so scummy no doubt about it scum in new york scum in florida not the floridians of course but uh man oh man all right. With that being said, I would love, I would love to welcome back our friend Robert Phoenix to discuss the stars, what the stars offer up as an explanation to the tumult below. RobertPhoenix.com. How are you, Robert?
2: Frank, I'm great. It's always a pleasure to be here with you.
0: Hey, before we get really started, my friend, I think that your microphone is pulling from the the the, the webcam
2: because. Yeah, you would notice that, wouldn't you? Yes. There we go. How's that?
0: No, not no no different.
2: We are we are in the AT uh USB mode. Is it? Let's see. Uh hold on. There we go. Oh there you go. Gorgeous. Testing one, two, three, four. Oh yeah.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Now now this is a real broadcast. Real broadcast now.
2: And let me do the same system. Alright, are we good? Yeah, you
0: hear me? Yep, loud wow. and clear. You sound gorgeous. Alright, so Oh, I see. You have the. It is uh, we have Skull and Bones Day. That's going to be uh, tomorrow, huh? That's that's
2: tomorrow. That's right.
0: Okay, Let, where do where do you want to start? Because we can go literally anywhere right now. Um, let's just start with Trump and the indictment week.
2: Yeah. Um, it, it it kind of took people by surprise, but but didn't in a lot of ways because uh, we we've come to know that Trump is a. Uh, serial disruptor right that's what he is and he's got his son Uranus conjunction in Gemini and one of the things that I've been tracking with Trump in terms of the chart is a uh, position of Mars which has just been a few degrees off of his natal Sun and um that's like reanimating Trump in a lot of ways right like Mars is active energy it's been in Gemini and it so it all started out um on August 8th when Mars is in Taurus and it was um, pretty much right on his midheaven. And that's when they had the raid up Mar-a-Lago. So uh, Mar- Mars got really close to his uh, son and then went retrograde and it came back again. And just a few days after it conjuncted mm-hmm. his son, this whole thing started to go off. And, of course, you know, we get into this time of year, we're in airy season, which is your season, and we start talking about things like, police and military and law, uh, law enforcement more than law itself. And of course, um, that's what was coming out of Trump's mouth uh, very quickly, that um, this thing was going to happen. And you and I had an interesting discussion briefly about, well, where did it come from? Right? Where did it emanate from? Did it emanate from CNN or MSNBC? And then then Trump got in and said, this is what's going to happen with me. Um, or did it emanate from Truth Social? In some ways, it it, it doesn't really matter. Um, but he really pounced on this opportunity to get in front of the camera again. And I, I watched his address, that I think it went live about three hours ago, where he had his, like, 10 points for taking back America, um, which the more that you listen to it, or more that I listen to it, the more... That it really confirms that we're headed towards this balkanization mm-hmm. uh process, which all took place in twenty twenty when we had the summer of floyd and uh we had this really big shift in the nodes and the true node went into Gemini, and everything just got fractured and uh, uh, trump um reaffirms that and the the interesting thing that he mentioned in his um in his address was that he called. The United States a great democracy. And you know if you're keeping score at home, right it, you're like okay, we're a democracy now. I, I I thought we were a republic or you know a representative Republic, but Trump uh, you know throws down with democracy. And then he said something really interesting, which was that when he becomes elected president, he's got all these points, right? He's got all these points that are that are happening in his world. Is that he's going to start to relocate um, a lot of the federal agencies outside of Washington D.C. And he apparently um, they did this with the Bureau of Land Management, and they brought a lot of uh, BLM government BLM people to Colorado. And a lot of uh, uh, people have thought about you know where is going to be the uh, the continuity of government headquarters, some people have speculated that it would be Denver. Yeah. And, you know, of course you have the Denver airport, NORAD and all that stuff. I've seen other uh maps, you know, like these these kind of uh post I wouldn't call them apocalyptic, but it almost always all these maps almost always show the the Madrid fault line and the Mississippi River almost like a small sea in the middle of the in the country. And when that happens, um a lot of people who have had these visions of America, Gordon Scallion being one of them, saw um, Omaha as being the new capital of the United States. But it was interesting. It was it was like Trump was telling people that he's literally going to dismantle Washington, DC. And this really gets into the balkanization stuff. And what's also interesting astrologically at this time of year, we just come through the last degree of Pisces, the 29th degree, and that was yesterday. And early today, we come into the uh, the vernal equinox and the last degree of pisces uh, i call it the crucifixion degree because it's the last degree of the zodiac and you know we associate uh christ with the age of pisces and then when we go into zero aries where we currently are uh, we have the resurrection because it's the beginning of the astrological new year and so what was interesting about trump and his comments on i guess it was sunday or monday when he started to talk about this so this started to come out is that he was using the language of being persecuted, and he was using the language of being crucified. And so he's lining his language up to match that 29 degree uh, uh, Piscean sun. And so uh, Trump, whether he's conscious or not, is articulating and identifying with being crucified. And then what's interesting is that, well, it doesn't happen, right? Like it doesn't really happen so he he gets to live another day so it's almost as if he was kind of resurrected off that moment of somehow being arrested today so oh he he's living again oh he's not arrested well isn't that interesting so what he what he wound up doing was he wound up kind of embodying the language of being crucified and and being persecuted which we know that that you know that's the the narrative around Christ and then clearly he's resurrected and he's giving his 10 points to take back America today so this is all really uh interesting imagery and even when you look at like where the sun is um astrologically it's it's kind of coming off of this very tight conjunction with with Neptune in Pisces and it's kind of at the end degree so we had a lot of really Piscean energy then Mars in Gemini which is Trump's sign, Trump Trump is a Gemini, is squaring Neptune. And so we get a lot of, again, sort of conflicting energy when we get into squares, especially squares with Neptune. We don't really know completely um, what's going on at times, but you do get a lot of um, sort of victimization energy with that square. So it's a really interesting time just in terms of like how Trump has kind of moved into this sort of archetypal position of being both crucified by the left and then magically not being arrested and then, you know, resurrected and talking about what he's going to do to save America. Well, we'll see about so, that
0: tomorrow, though, right? Yeah. I mean, that—that's—I that, mean, if we're only—if they're saying we're hours away
2: and it's going to happen this week. Well, I've heard I've heard the arraignment was this week, and then I heard that that it's going to happen next week. So again, we get into a lot of this confusion. Right, yeah. like this is astrological confusion with Neptune and with Trump you, you know he's confusing right he's a really confusing guy like on the one hand you know you're rooting for him and like yeah you know it's like you know be, be the you know be the bully on the block that the right hasn't had in a while you know and, and you know tear down the the fake news but then on the other hand go out and uh, you know put pedal to the metal with operation warp speed never look back and continue to say that it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to humanity I mean you know this is kind of the confusing nature of Trump in general so um it's more confusion but still he managed to get it in right he managed to get in that today was the day that he was going to be arrested doesn't happen and then he comes out and basically lays down his 10-point plan so it kind of coheres to this, to this model. Um, you know, and Trump, what's really interesting about Trump uh, and uh, is that he has a Leo rising. So, you know, he has the sun, you know, the sign of the sun on his ascendant, and it's conjunct Regulus, which is the most royal of the royal stars, and he has Mars there um, on his sun, or, I'm sorry, on his ascendant. So he is a character that engages in conflict. Trump is a conflict-oriented. Being Trump is not about, you know, extending olive branches. He'll never do that. Um, so it's also interesting that this time of year, when we come into the spring equinox, it is the return of the sun, right? In the Northern Hemisphere, you know, we've been in the, uh, the pits of winter. And so now we have the return of the sun. Trump pretty much, you know, he's not ruled by the sun, but on his ascendant, he is. And with Mars there, he clearly is. And when you go to his, uh, his, penthouse suite in trump tower it's really a shrine to apollo um you With know the gold. he worships he worships the sun he's a sun worshipper i mean that's what trump is i've heard that his nickname is Apollyon. i can't i can't vouch for that but you know that's i've been been around these circles
0: let me ask you this though uh robert have you do you do a lot of uh like the, the astro charts for public figures to be able to see like what what's what's coming you know what kind of yeah, what's building absolutely. up against so have you have you looked into both Trump, DeSantis, Biden? Do you keep up with people like that, like really big public figures?
2: And if so, what are they looking like right now? Yeah, so right before the election in November, I was paying a lot of attention to Carrie Lake. And I looked at Carrie, like, I think Carrie Lake is really interesting. And she's a total powerhouse. Um, and her son is at Zero Virgo. So Regulus has moved fixed stars really move really 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 move um but it did it moved to zero virgo so it's now the most royal of the royal star so kerry lake's astrological sign is sitting right on the one of the most powerful astrological points um in the zodiac with the fixed star system and and i looked at her chart and i looked at it and i said she's not going to win because i could see what was going on astrologically for her i said she's not going to win the election um but Six months from now, it's going to come out that she actually won the election, but there's nothing she's going to be able to do about it, and that her political destiny is really more like two, three years out from now. Hmm. And that's exactly it's exactly what happened. You know, she didn't, the, she didn't win the election. I think a couple of days ago, it came out that. It looks like there's the receipts there, but there's nothing that they're going to be able to do about it. As no, far as Biden goes, well, well, he's hold a on. really. Sl-
0: Go wait, wait I, I just want to throw one other thing in there. Very interesting about Carrie Lake, and I'm, maybe you had seen it, but uh, over the last few months, with all of this still going on behind the scenes and just trying to show the world at least that you know she was you know gipped in a in a very big way. Uh, she she took to some stage somewhere and said she has been. Uh, she's been approached. She has been approached uh, to with with a, a good amount of compensation to just take a couple of years off. to to, to stay out of the way of you know I I can go pick up the the article here but uh they she's been approached to take some time off and and not play the game for a little while what what, for whatever that means and she she rejected them outright whoever it was she was very cryptic about it but uh someone must see something like that in her future as well and or something about the way she carries herself that they don't want her to be a player on the chessboard right now
2: yeah no Carrie Lake's a super Star. I mean, I've never seen anybody handle the media. She handles the media better than Trump, actually. Um, she, and Trump, I thought, has been uh, you know kind of kind of punk rock and 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 you know sort of almost performance art when he handles the media. But she's even better because she has so much experience with handling media, being a media person. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. And um, you know, she has a future. I didn't see it when she was running. I could see where she was going to lose. But I knew, again, looking at her chart, that six months, basically from the time that I was talking about it, that it would come out that she did win. And I guess recently, one of my clients called me up on Sunday and said, you got the receipts on this. Um, and apparently, because she lives in Arizona, and apparently that's the news that came out. So as far as Trump, uh, as far as these other characters go, Biden's hard. Like I don't even know if, if what we're dealing with with Biden. I don't know who Biden is or what Biden is. Um, you know, based upon his chart, I, he should he should he, should he be shouldn't alive. be here. Right. He shouldn't be here, right? So it's almost like there's like something reanimating uh, <laughs> this individual who should who shouldn't, for all intents and purposes, be here. Trump is difficult. Um, you know, when I. Was really following Trump. I mean, I've looked at Trump's chart so many times, and when when he was running uh, in 2020, there were a couple of things that really stood out about his chart. One is that he was going to have a, a lunar trans a, a nodal transit over his son, and usually when that happens, it's like you are at your peak, right? And I'm looking at this thing, and I'm going, you know, it should be a slam dunk for him with this election, with this with this nodal transit. But then he was going through the Saturn opposition, which happens every every 30 years. The first one happens when you're 14. You basically turn away from your parents, you turn away from your cultural uh, roots, and you decide you're gonna, you know, form your own opinions and uh, listen to your own music, have your own hairstyle. Then it happens again at 44. You sort of hit, you know, hit this glass ceiling, and it's like I got to do something different with my life. You know, I've got to, I've got to change what I'm what I've been doing, and so that that's a really important transit. Tom Brady had it at 44, and he missed it, right? Like when he was 44, he was supposed to retire. Like he had that deal in place with Giselle at 44, and he stepped away. And what did he do? He reinserted himself back in the game, and he and he was horrible, right? He had the worst season. He had the worst year of his life. And if he had followed the Saturn opposition, he wouldn't have gone through all of this right? The Saturn oppositions are big. So Trump hit one back in 2020 when he was 74. And that's usually a retirement opposition. And I looked at it and I kept saying to myself, well, what's going to happen here? It's like, if he's going to be president, he's going to have to be a new, a different kind of president. Like he can't run the same show or the same program. So, you know, he had this marker like, yeah, man, you could win this thing. But then he's got this opposition going on. And, you know, after thinking about it, you know, for a fair amount of time, I don't think he should have run for president for the second term. I think he should have tapped out and it would have been a much better deal in a lot of ways for the rest of us. And he would have been in that Saturn opposition, but he, but he couldn't do that. And honestly, I don't know if you felt this way, Frank. I see this question because you follow this stuff a lot. When he was having these rallies as part of the, um, uh, the run up to the election. It really felt to me like a lot of that felt like a farewell tour.
0: Did you ever get that sense during those rallies? And there there in there was I don't know if farewell tour ever came to mind. Um though I didn't know if if he didn't if he wasn't it was going to be it was going to be one of two things. In fact, uh, a lot of the times uh, throughout 2020 leading up to that November by the, the way I summed up my my whole view on what was going to be coming up in that election was, will Donald Trump be able to overcome the fraud? That will, is most certainly coming. And especially by May of that year when they started up with the whole, well, how can we let people go and vote in person? If we have this coronavirus going around, we need to do something with the mail. I said, oh, boy, is he going to be able to overcome this? So in that respect, I was like, okay, well, it's either he wins and we get four, four more years, Or he loses, and, I mean, he's going to be in his mid-70s, and will he even choose to run again? So, I mean, I guess in retrospect, perhaps, there was a little bit of a farewell kind of a thing going on because it was either going to be his last go around or it's going to put him into a place where he's going to have to go and pick up the mantle one more time at uh what would be a, a decently advanced age for most people but you know there was there was so much energetic disruption in 2020 uh there was it was very hard to build the same kind of kinetic uh no. Kind of like movement and feel that we had in 2016 where everything was unstoppable. It was just an unstoppable just tidal wave of, of energy in 2016. And we were all so just psychically attacked for the, in, that entire uh, 11 months or however long it was. Yeah. It was just a, an 11-month psychic and kinetic attack. If you if you talk about all of the, uh, the the fake civil rights wars that were going on in the streets, it was incredible. So I I don't know what I felt, but I, I went into November of that year with very jaded energy. If it weren't for the the birth of my daughter, I would have felt really dead in November.
2: Um, I yeah. After November, I have to say I don't get depressed that easily. I went into a depression. After November going through December, I didn't I didn't pull out of that until February, honestly
6: huh.
2: And and it was it was very difficult for me to kind of do my work during that time um, I really had to rally the troops and you know, I, I remember on election night. I was doing kind of a live with my group and um, We were watching Steve Bannon in the war room and everything was looking you know, really good there for a minute. And then I did a live tarot reading, which I don't normally do, but I used to be a big tarot reader. And the card at the foundation of the reading was the hanged man. And I thought to myself, this is not going to go well, right? This thing is going to linger. It's not going to go well. It's going to linger for a long time. Eventually we'll get the, I think one of the uh, hidden cards was like the Ace of Wands or something like that. Um, and it would ultimately work out, but I saw that reading. I'm like, man, this is not good. And I went to bed that night and I, I felt really uneasy and I woke up the next day and it was just like, okay, you know, the fix is in here. So, um, but at times it felt like kind of a farewell tour and it was weird. It was like the whole YMCA stuff. I don't know. It just felt like at times he was like kind of doing victory laps, you know what I mean? For, the last four years, it was it was weird. Trump is a hard guy to figure now. Um, if I were to say one more thing, Robert, I would say that yeah. it, it, if if all things were
0: on the up and up, it should have been a farewell tour for for yeah. Trump. It, it, it should have just been it, there was there was it was a cakewalk. Twenty twenty was a cakewalk when you, especially when you when you uh, when you go up against a uh, a you know a corpse like like Joe Biden it was uh, there was there's there's nothing for him to really even sweat over if all things are equal and it wasn't you know so uh, perhaps I mean how how much more can you do if if what was waiting for us was waiting for us on every level uh, on on, in such a grassroots kind of a way what we saw you know with the burst pipes and the the secret ballot boxes coming out and it was just incredible. What do you? What do you got? I know you were um, about to say something else, but have you done anything? Any look into Ron DeSantis, especially now that he is a pretty snaky figure uh, in a, in an open way now?
2: Um, you know, it's been a while since I looked at DeSantis' chart. He's a Virgo, and so he's going to be really, uh, really different than. Like we haven't had a Virgo president since Lyndon Johnson. He was the last Virgo president. And that didn't go real well. I mean, I don't, you know, DeSantis has, you know, I mean, all these political figures have ties to our friends in the Middle East, but DeSantis has really deep ties. Like, you know, there's, there's a, was a CENTCOM base. Uh, Israel's a CENTCOM base in Tampa. Right, there's like, and he signed all these anti-BDS laws and stuff like that. So I, don't, I just don't trust DeSantis. Uh, period. Um, he's a Virgo. I'd have to go back and look at his chart. I haven't looked at it for um, a while. You know, I will tell you, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm actually surprised that um, Kamala Harris is is not president yet. To be honest with you, yeah. I looked at her. I looked at her chart, and she's got a Saturn transit right on her midheaven. And usually when Saturn hits the 10th house, it's like a major and um, significant time for a person. So she's just gone through her second Saturn return. And I think it's just about to go onto her midheaven and hit her 10th house. And I, I really thought that by the end of March uh, that, that Kamala Harris would be president. And it's it's looking like that's not going to happen. So I think that's probably a good thing in some ways. Um, because maybe there's things going on behind the scenes that are, you know, sort of tossing this stuff up in the air. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're moving into, we just went into Saturn and Pisces, which is a really big transit. Like the next three years, you know, people are going to get really serious about religion and faith. You know, that's going to be a big deal over the next three years because a lot of people have been hollowed out and they're going to be looking for. Um, much deeper spiritual and religious answers you know there's no there's no atheists and foxholes no they're they're also going to come after religion in a a really big way I think I just saw something where the Knesset was um, trying to pass this bill where if you talk about Jesus you're gonna get you're gonna be in prison for two years like I just saw this before we went on the show today and that's a real Saturn in Pisces moment, right? It's sort of like the Sanhedrin are, are back in action now. Um so this is a really big time with Saturn in Pisces and, and we're we're the, the whole faith issue is gonna be huge for people. And then, you know, we have Pluto going into Aquarius here in a few days. We get a really brief glimpse you know, the the new world, we're already hearing talk about the new world, you know, we, you know we've been inundated with World Economic Forum, which is Aquarius nightmare hell scenes, right? Um, and, you know, everything is just completely centralized and, um, you know, theoretically green. And then you have Jordan Peterson, who's now all of a sudden, you know, going to have his own think tank, and they're going to get together, they're going to create a you know, uh, a different kind of solution. You have Trump talking about his freedom city. So you can hear, you know, the, the talk about like the new world and new civilizations and utopia and different types of order, you know, different types of new world orders. They're, you know, it's in the atmosphere now. So we're gonna get a brief glimpse, you know, over the course of the next, I think about almost two months. And then Pluto retrogrades one more time into Capricorn. And we have one more conjunction with uh, Pluto return for the United States later in the year, um, starting in September, and that's sort of like the last stand of Pluto. It's the last time, you know, we reencounter where Pluto was when you know they began to sign the document, and then after that, we're headed towards the brave new world. And Pluto finally moves into Aquarius in 2024 and never looks back. But we're gonna get a glimpse here. Over the next couple of weeks, and um, it should be very interesting and full of high strange.
0: I I I will agree with you on something there too, especially about uh, there being a lot of religious and spiritual uh, revival. That's it's been happening to me uh, for a couple of years now, more and more, and it, it's mostly because of it's mostly because of what we're coming face to face with. It uh, I I know it's it's the same for a lot of people that I've been i have been uh that that kind of fire inside of me is uh has been uh has been rekindled because i believe that we are f- staring a very a very Dark dark evil in the face and that's not something that has just gone wrong in a physical sense I think that there's something very very uh, Spiritual that's driving everybody and that they're and I just want to be on the other side of that I want to be what on whatever that thing is opposed to I want to be with and um, And I'll tell you where, where it really comes to fruition and I said this just last night Robert we were watching this I don't know it was some town hall or something like that in Florida. And it was like a, tra- a parade of trans people, mostly children, going up one after another to talk about how they need to be able to, they need to block some bill that is going to stop uh, children from mutilating themselves for the rest of their lives before at least a certain age. And I'm watching this, how every one person coming up more extreme than the person before them. Obviously, they're all suffering greatly hair all rainbow colored matted out ripped up shirts everything is pierced that some of them are injecting themselves with hormones right there as a as a as a protest to whoever they're they're going to uh state their their case for it is the most horrifying and disgusting disturbing thing i ever saw in my life and i said to myself uh they're not going away but they've hit the wall this is over Uh, all that is left There is no way that you can make a peaceful, a a peaceful, you cannot peacefully persuade anybody that these people are coming from a good place anymore um, and that they aren't, Totally destroyed by people, reptilians who are higher up the 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 hierarchy, higher up the ladder, who know how they're destroying people below them, and they're just sending these zombified hordes out into the world to do their fighting for them. They're, so I, I really do believe that they have hit the wall. Their influence, in a peaceful sense, is over. All that is left, of course, is violence. But um, I think that they're that that the uh, they have peaked as far as. This identity politics stuff goes. they peaked as far as how far their peaceful persuasion of this cult can go. It's just going to be warfare from here on in.
2: Yeah, I mean, Saul Alinsky talks about in the Rules for Radicals how when they have an action, he called them actions, that you can't pursue an action for too long. If you pursue an action for too long, you lose the energy out of the action. And so, you know, they can only pursue this thing for... Um, a period of time before the, the everything kind of inverts on itself and um, there is a, a, a you know kind of widespread uh, you know kind of mass resistance to it, which is really building up. But I mean, I, I really feel like the whole trans movement is just a bridge to, to the whole transhuman thing. I mean that's where it's all going, right? They're just long. They're just th- this is just the tenderizer um for the whole transhuman movement and that's 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 a whole other you know hill that we're going to have to you know climb you know in the future here especially with pluto and aquarius it's um you know it's just what we're seeing in that in that stage that's just a warm-up act for what's coming let me
0: bring you to two other things i mean there's there's a lot of places that we can go uh but there's the two main ones right now the banks we have seen uh, banks collapse in the last week and a half. Uh, there are those out there who, are, who, who know a lot more than I do that say that it's just going to happen uh, bigger and bigger ways and faster and that the Federal Reserve has no tools left anymore. They have none left anymore. They can throw as many trillions as they want. It's not going to stop the fire. It's only gonna feed the fire. So we have the banks. And looming on the horizon, of course, is the digital currency that they have been uh, promising us that we're going to be transitioning into soon. I don't know what that means as far as everybody's savings and the haircut they're going to make everybody suffer through. But aside from the banking and the the, the economy, there is this war in Europe. They're desperate to depict Putin as a man who is running out of time and running out of options. Uh, they're they're lying about the Ukrainian chances of victory. They're lying about the Nord Stream uh, explosions, which is I think was one of our first calls together, Robert, back last September. Uh, but between the Europe, the war in Europe, and the the banking collapses, what are, is your work indicating?
2: Well, from what I understand, apparently um, Zelensky and uh, DC have had a bit of a falling out so they're they're apparently they're not on the best terms for whatever reason this is just something i've sort of picked up in the wind i'll tell you what i'm i'm most concerned about is i'm most concerned about the war against the cartels that's what i'm really concerned about hmm. i think i think the ukrainian stuff will probably wind up being settled by china that's what i think i think china will come in and they'll they'll wave some magic dust to do something and It'll elevate China's profile, um, and you know it'll it'll you know be another kind of you know neuter job for the United States of America. But the cartel thing, I think, is big for a number of reasons. Number one, I started talking about this maybe about a month and a half, two months ago, and if they're going to get rid of cash, you have to get rid of the illicit economy that goes along with cash. And that's the drug trade, mostly, sex trade, drug trade. But the drug trade is huge. And who do we know that is the you know the, at the front lines of the drug trade? It's the cartels. So they don't really care about about uh, Americans overdosing from fentanyl. They don't really care, right? That they've never really cared. What they care about is they care about a competition or competitor to a digital economy because, I mean, theoretically, you know, you could buy, you you know, um, an eighth of Coke with a CBDC, but um, I don't know. I don't think that's going to fly. So they've got to take down the cartels. And if you've been following what's been going on, you have Dan Crenshaw, who just put a bill into Congress at Marjorie Taylor Greene co-sponsored and they wanted to they wanted to declare the cartels a terrorist group and then you had these americans down in mexico who were essentially down there to score drugs i mean that's what they were doing and you know they they got involved with the wrong people and you know if you're in the cartels you don't want americans going back to the states with your product it's called bad business and so they 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 crossed the line literally and figuratively so now all of a sudden, it's an issue, right? It's an issue now because some Americans, you know, who were basically wanting to get in on the action in their own way, this is my my hunch, got they got off, they got taken out. So now all of a sudden, there's a hue and cry about what's going on with the cartels. Oh, they found a pipe bomb, right? So all this stuff now is starting to add up. And we have these two eclipses coming. One is happening in October on the 14th, and it literally comes down from the north, cuts right through the center of the country comes right through where i'm living as i'm speaking to you and goes right down into mexico the next eclipse is the big one and that is the eclipse that happens on april 5th in 2024 and it comes right up from mexico comes right through texas cuts right you know kind of dogs the the uh, new madrid fault line and goes into canada and that is the second of the two great american eclipses The first was in 2017 when Trump was president. Those are in Aries, and we're moving into a heavy Aries period. Sun is in Aries today, and Aries is war. And we're gonna have some really big issues with these cartels, really big issues. And the reason why they're gonna be big is because the United States and and the bankers do not want to deal with their cash economy. It has nothing to do with protecting Americans and the fentanyl crisis their competitors that's the that's the area that i'm really concerned about frank
0: well as we've said many times on this show you're not dealing drugs in the world on any significant level unless you are either kicking up or working with us i mean that's so there there's something else going on there no doubt if you really wanted to defeat the cartels then you would end the drug war here at home and find right. more more uh, responsible and and logical ways of helping people with addictions and everything else and of, and of course close the border but not only that robert we've got uh, from the the decades that our our southern border has been wide open there is probably several small armies oh hidden in our native populations here and oh, I, and when I've i say i've seen
2: the videos i've seen the videos and when I sl- when I say several,
0: no doubt. When I say several small armies, I mean individual armies that have different commanders that have that have different ideologies. Some of them might be uh, radical Islamic. Some of them might be uh, you know the Mexican cartels, MS-13 type type uh, uh, deals, and it, it could just go on and on. I mean, we we uh, have been totally undefended for generations. I say at any given moment anybody out there for any reason could signal some kind of a ted offensive and uh it's just it just would become regional bloodbaths oh
2: absolutely i saw this one uh video of and and at first it 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 didn't make sense to me because it was like a drone shot and it was just miles and miles and miles of you know like uh you know armored vehicles with 50 cows and and everything's camoed up and dudes like, you know, just dudes for miles, you know, on the side of these, this, 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 uh, you know, uh, uh convoy of heavy duty military. And I thought it was the, it was the Mexican army. No, it was the Sinaloa cartel. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. I'm like, I've never seen anything like that. Right. These guys, by the way, the dude that's in charge of the Sinaloa cartel came from the Mexican army. Right. He he's from the Mexican so these guys are military trained. From what I understand, they've actually been in the United States Army. They've gotten training in the US Army, so they're well aware of our tactics. Right. So this no is doubt. a really, really, really big deal. Yeah, really yeah. big deal. Most people who don't know, and I mean not
0: that I'm 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 all up I I've seen it with my own eyes, but I've I've looked into it enough. I've asked questions of people who do know. Uh, most people, when you when you mention cartels around them, they're, they're thinking about El Chapo from uh, from Three Amigos. They're thinking about El Guapo from Three Amigos, you know, a ragtag, dusty group of people in the desert that are just drinking tequila all day and and, and having a good time and and uh, and stealing chickens from local farmers. But they they don't realize how these cartels are mechanized armies. It's 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 absolutely incredible. They are mechanized, fully mechanized. Absolutely.
2: The other thing, too, is that this is a problem for the U.S. So let's say, you you know, Dan Crenshaw, Marjorie Taylor Greene, all these people, even Thomas Massey, I think, is in on it. So they're all gung-ho, right? You know, the one thing that that has kind of kept the cartels sort of at bay is the ongoing feud between Sinaloa and Jalisco, right? So when Katie Katie, uh, Hopkins... Whatever her name is, the, the Katie Hobbs from Arizona, she made a deal with the Jalisco cartel. That's who she made a deal with. And the and the Jalisco cartel is kind of more of an old school cartel. They don't kill women and, and children. Whereas Sinaloa are they're not like that at all. They're grindcore, right? And so what 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 can we can really run the risk of here is that oh well Sinaloa and Jalisco. They don't get along, they're having a turf war, but now they're being threatened by the U.S. What are Sinaloa and Jalisco going to do? They're going to join forces. Right? And then you get the Zetas coming up from uh, central uh, Mexico, and there are others, there are smaller cartels. But those are the three main ones. So instead of like having these two cartels that are kind of duking it out a little bit and, you know, kind of managing their, their chaos and then dealing with the drug problem on our end. What what's going to happen? They're going to join forces. And then you're going to have a super cartel having it. And by the way, the, the Mexican military has even said, you know, no way, you can't do that. Right. So and keep in mind that now we'll throw the Chinese in. The Chinese are on the other side of the border. Right. They're there. And I'm sure they're more than willing to lend a helping hand. Right. So, you know, we're, this is the, this is, I think, the real, the real threat. Like the Ukrainian stuff. Like, that's been played out a little bit. You know, I feel like China's going to come in, sprinkle some fairy dust, um, and kind of settle it and cool it down. The real action is south of the border. And astrologically, with Aries and the nodes and these eclipses, that's that's got my attention.
0: Well, I, I uh, you know, I I don't know what I would want one over the other. But obviously, I, I'm not completely not completely convinced that we're out of the woods with with ukraine it it only looks like it's getting worse and and uh we are like a the people who are running our country and uh and nato are are like obsessed ex-lovers that are uh i i can't see them allowing china to come in and be the big mediator without some sort of a another nord stream style something going on there we're really not that uh we're really not that sane right now, but either way, Robert, it's been great to have you on to talk about all of this, the the, the profiles of the people, the main uh, the main players in the slug fest right now, a little bit of the of Europe, a little bit of the banks, a little bit of everything, now a cartel, a super cartel, God forbid. But uh, please let everybody know about your broadcast schedule. I have robertphoenix.com in the description of the episode, so uh, I'd love for people to know where they can find you off air
2: here. So um, I have a a website called 15 Minutes of Flame that's with an OV of Flame and I do a stream uh, Tuesday through Thursday there. And then over on YouTube, I have a channel called The 11th House and I do something called Astro Weather every morning at 8 a.m. And I look at the astrology for the day and I have a a person that I pick out every day. It's the star of the day. Today is one of my favorite humans of all time. Today is uh, Ayrton Senna who, uh, was just an absolute, uh, avatar. And, um, so I do that. I look at somebody's chart every day. And then on Friday, I have the Friday forecast, which you were on one time. It was a great show and loved it. Um, I interview people that's on 12 noon, uh, central time. So the 11th house and, um, 15 minutes of flame. That's where, that's where the action happens. And I do do personal astrological consultations for people as well.
0: Well, it's always great to have you on for a talk, Robert. Can't wait for our next one, and please uh, ha- have a wonderful rest of the week. And I'm sure we'll talk.
2: Frank, it's always great being here with you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right, be well. All right, guys and
0: gals, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna want a little bit of a break. It's eight twelve. When we come back, your calls and your thoughts. I have a little bit. I have a little bit here that we can do that. Uh, that is really in line with again. What are people doing in preparation for a world that is, uh, you know, it's on autopilot at this point, uh, where there are interests that are in charge, fighting for their own interests, and and, and we are really not a, a big consideration, nor are we feared in any significant way. Sometimes they get a little bit more... They get a little bit more uh, uptight than others. We can tell by the way that they act, by the way that they uh, stonewall and gaslight us. But really, it's all about how are we going out to uh, insulate ourselves a little bit and make plans and not, not fool ourselves as to uh, how much longer the world we thought was always gonna be here. Uh, I'm talking about the, this, the society that we thought was always gonna be here, um, how much longer it can last. And what are we going to do to be able to keep things together and even thrive, not to survive, thrive? Well, we'll talk about that in the second half. Take some calls and just uh, kick things around. A lot of awesome topics still to come this week. So I uh, figure we 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 cover this and away we go. Be right back. Get your phone calls ready. Nine one four. Five nine five six nine five three, and I'll be checking out those Rumble Rants. I'll be checking out all of the Super Chats coming in on, quite frankly, superchat.com. Great ways of getting some quick thoughts onto the air without waiting in line with the bottleneck on Skype. So, we'll be here in a gif.
6: It's intermission time, folks. Time out. Press the like button. Thank you. Crazy. We'll we'll be right
5: back. Yeah. Intermission. i mm-hmm.
6: entering quite frankly 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 quite frankly
0: quite frankly quite
1: frankly quite 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 frankly we all support quite frankly
0: So I have some of your super chats and and messages that are coming through that I want to take a few calls and I have this article that I thought would be nice to to tack on. It's from the website, the conversation, and it was published a couple, uh, it was published yesterday called secession is here. States, cities, and the wealthy are already withdrawing from America. Which is really a withdrawing from Washington, D.C., localizing, which is always the solution for people out there who say, Oh, man, well, where is the solutions, though? Stop talking about problems. Where is the solution? We talk about solutions all the time. Why do you? Why do you it obviously has not sunk in. You haven't had a real awakening yet. You know, uh, it's we're very solution-based, very pro-human, very pro-life. And, uh, and this will be a little bit of it. So let's get into that in just a 2nd Revolution says, many episodes behind, but got to catch tonight live. A great guest, a great show. I got a long haul trip ahead of me, so many. I may actually save a couple of the episodes for the road material. Keep it up. Peace out, Rev. I love, I love when people go on, quite frankly, binges when they are on the road for long, long. There you have it long long hauls alright let's see here 914-595-6953 let's get a few rumble rants in there's at least one here Escobar Escobar for you says is it true that Ron DeSantis is on the order of Malta I've read things like that I've read things like that then you know for you know then there's there's people who love to point out that Trump is a Jesuit and then there's those who say that he's a good Jesuit, not the 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 bad kind. And I don't know if there is a there's a a, a di- distinction. I don't know anything. That's so why I say I don't get into I don't get into personality worship or anything like that. I have principles. And uh, and every once in a while, you know, that you're just at a casino and you're tossing money onto the onto the board actually the casino that we're all in we have no choice but to toss money into it and that is what the real uh, the the elections are which why i said in the last couple of elections with donald trump that was pretty pretty much out of it after 2012 i was like what the hell's the point really what the hell's the point then 2016 comes around i'm saying to myself i'm definitely voting for donald trump after a while at first at first it was okay will it be ted cruz i want at least somebody who's talking about a little more articulately talking about the, con- the constitution now after that was out of the way i said all right well i'm voting for a monkey wrench and that's what it came down to monkey wrench go to war with the media and perhaps we'll get a couple of really good judicial picks and that's really what it was, because everything else is local. And if we c- can create some drag, some wind resistance on the way down, as I always say, that's really what it is. Because then, when you get into, oh man, you this one's uh, a member of this order and that that coven and this and that, it's like, okay, well, I I guess we're not voting for anybody because there there's nobody that is going to be that would ever you know how many great presidential candidates there are out there that are probably already declared for 2024 you'll never hear about i forgot what the web what the website was but there is at least one website out there that compiles all of the declared presidential candidates across the country because you have to you have to go there and file yourself and get yourself out there and you can go through thousands of people that you can vote for that you would be able to write in because they wouldn't be on the ballot where you are So I'm sure that there is wonderful candidates all over the place. But as far as who's allowed to snake their way up to the top, Donald Trump, uh, not where not being a perfect man, was able to use celebrity and media experience in a way that it was very hard for the uh, the same people who tried hiding Ron Paul in a broom closet during the years that he was running for president, they were not able to do that to Trump. The Pied Piper candidates did not work on Trump. That's not to say that he's a perfect man. None of us are. What, we're going to throw stones now? I mean, it, it, nobody would be voting for anybody. There'd be no elections if we're talking about who the, 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 the purest of them all is. I wouldn't want to vote for somebody like that because it, it, that would be a lie in itself. But... Um, but anywho, let's get some more super chats in here. Here now from Foxhole, quite frankly. TV, which I really hope more and more people go and hang out and uh, make it your your home for the show. Sean Joe, thank you so much. Let's see, P H U C K. It's just so. I'm just gonna spell it out for you, cause to say it just to say it, it actually feels dirty. Uh, it says, how many turds did the serial shitter drop? It says I think it was two turds. If you're talking about the serial shitter from the the Broadway show next to Hillary Clinton. I think it was two turds. Tennessee Girl says DeSantis is a knight of Malta and Skull of Crossbones Skull uh Skull and Bones. Skull and Bones. Satanic Vatican. All of it. He's all of it doesn't it's not that he's just a an asshole and money talks um i think that's good enough but jesse thank you so much for the cookie thank you sean joe thank you darlin mel thank you boys blanc and stone roller it's great to have all of you hanging out with me tonight over there on foxhole all right let's take a call uh let's see here the texan what's going on the texan what are your thoughts for tonight
6: Hey, Hoss, man, i tell you what, I've got ai got a solution to the Mexican border I've been talking about for over 30 freaking years. Man, what is that? Stopping this drug running. But they just don't want to get serious and do it. I think it'd take somebody like Trump to do it. Okay, so, man, it's not that hard of a concept, right? You send the military, and I'm not for war. I'm not for new wars and all that crap, so don't misunderstand me, but this is one that I believe has to be done. All right? Send the military in, neutralize the freaking cartels. All right? Clean them out turn their government back over to the people, withdraw the troops within two miles, push that southern border, okay, from America, push it two miles into uh, Mexico, from Texas all the way to California, set up a DMZ, a demilitarized zone, let us control two miles into Mexico right there, redefine that border, and then that'll give us not only control of everything that comes in and out, it'll also... uh, give a ground for our uh, our military to have a constant place to train in uh, desert warfare, mountain warfare, jungle warfare, and then we would have, uh, you know, each coast there connected to. So uh, patrolling, the, you know, the waters on each side. And I think that would do it right there, man. And uh, it would be a constant uh, training ground uh, to have our, our military uh, battle ready. And uh, I think it would be a hell of a lot cheaper than it would be uh, what the states are spending, you know, with Border Patrol, National Guard, and all that crap, and uh, not being near as effective as that would be right there. Push well, that border back two miles and take control of it.
0: All right. Well, well. Th- th- you, so, thank you so much for the call, Texan. That is a uh, that's 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 war. I don't know about that. I, I listen. Uh, I thought we were on the same page when it came to hey, put some troops on the border, shut it down, but end the drug war here. And the drug war here, no doubt about it. I mean, I mean that that's going to mean some decriminalization, things that people think is uh, is going to be synonymous with uh, encouraging children to pick up heroin habits and things like that, uh, which it's not. Just look at prohibition. What did prohibition do for organized crime? It gave birth. It gave birth to organized crime in the way that we know it today. Because you're creating something you're creating a black market that is going to become more and more militarized because it's going to become more and more lucrative and more and more people are going to be coming going on the take, including those in government. All right, Uh, you you think about the 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 trillions of dollars made off of the poppy fields in Afghanistan, that's all off the books and it's being done through official channels. While the rest of us are told you can't smoke a joint and you can't, uh, you can't buy heroin and all that other stuff, whatever. But they're, they're going to produce it. They're going to refine it themselves. So uh, as far as the southern border goes and the drug war, and let's see here. I just went to find a breakdown of where all of our troops are deployed and here we have it. 173,000 American troops are deployed in 159 countries. That's what's on the books. 750 military bases have been set up in at least 80 countries. We have 33. This is as of what, what year is this? This is as of September of 2021. As of September of 2021, we had about 34,000 American soldiers jerking each other off in Berlin. We have 26,000 soldiers jerking each other off in South Korea. We have uh, 53,000 soldiers in 120 bases, all jerking each other off in Japan. Think about that right there. About 10,000 people jerking each other off in the UK. 12,000 American soldiers jerking each off, <laughs> jerking each other off in Italy. You, only, you don't need more than a fraction of that to come home and be serious about your southern border. And you wouldn't have to invade Mexico and take over two miles of Mexican territory to do it. You just have to be serious about our side of the line. You just have to be serious about it. We, we don't have serious people. See, this is the thing. And, 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 and uh, the Texan said that uh, Trump would would, uh, would be able to do it. Well, he already had four years, and nothing like that happened at all. And it, I mean, anybody would be able to, who cares what kind of differences in opinion Republicans and Democrats may have had with each other at one time. If they at least loved the country, they would all be very serious about patrolling the borders. That's the whole point here. Every day that goes, every year that goes by, and we're talking about this as if it's something, I mean, every time, every year that goes by, and we're still saying the same things about how the southern border is wide open. It's just testament about how that is the way it is being planned to be. That is the way they want it to be. They keep talking, uh, the, the, the open border types who just don't want to say it at this point, they keep talking about how we need to have better ways to process people. Process people? We need to be compl- at least shut down for 10 years, nobody comes in we got to clean out a lot of the felons and everything that's already inside the country as much as you can now at this point. I wasn't for deportations for a long time. I thought it would be a very messy business. It would not be very nice to see. But um, But especially if there is any kind of felony committed, you're out if you're not supposed to be here. Put a pause on everything. Lock it all down for 10 years at least. If you were serious about it, but they're not. They're not. They keep talking about we need better ways of processing people because you, it's, it's absurd to think that we'd ever stop the flow of people coming in here. They all deserve to be Americans. And I'm not talking about keep the Mexicans out. I'm talking about people from over 100 different countries that go to Mexico to walk through the southern border. For over they, they estimate over 100 different countries had people migrating to the southern border through Mexico. Uh, I don't think that you need to invade two miles inland. You just have to take serious our own border and end the drug war, which will completely cut the balls off the cartels. Because then what? Then what? You're manufacturing things in Mexico to bring them into the U.S. for what? we're able to, man, we're able to, uh, we have our own, our own supply now where it's not, it's not, that's the whole thing here. So uh, they're not going to get, I don't think we're not going to, we're going to get a lot of uh, good ideas there. 762, you're on the air. What do you have for me? Hey, um, so like the, the
3: thing with the, the campaign finance, it's like, it's his money. I know, you know what I mean. I I know. Like that, it doesn't make any sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's your like campaign finance is like if some if some corrupt person offered you like a million bucks to like do something shady, right?
0: Well, no, 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 no. Campaign finance violations if you're using if you're using your campaign funds inappropriately for anything other than uh and, and anything other i know but it's like but like what's the source of the funds though right like and that's the whole thing the source of these funds was michael cohen he apparently he said that he went out and he took a he took out another mortgage on his home so that he can front the money for donald trump so it it wasn't going through it it wasn't coming out of campaign funds it was going through a a mortgage that, that uh cohen had moved around through a shell company or whatever and they're just saying that this was a new york state uh accounting violation which is a misdemeanor that really they just want you to correct your books in how you um in how you uh you 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 uh categorized certain expenditures and pay a fine but they're trying to make it into a felony by saying that this was to be able to, uh, to, to, to save the Trump campaign from any kind of embarrassment because of Stormy Daniels and, the 10, at that time, an already 10-year-old alleged affair, which is ridiculous. I, 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 it, so they're trying to get inside the minds and project intent onto people that they just want to destroy. It's the most politically motivated thing you can think of. It should have been thrown out just like the feds had already given up on this and nobody wanted to hang Donald Trump worse than the feds. But the, the people over here in New York are just are so bat shit. It, it there's, they know no bounds with the bat shittiness.
3: Right. So like, I mean, I mean, just the, I mean, it, it's like, but logically it's like mutually exclusive that Michael Cohen made the claim, because then that would mean like it's him. Like, but ain't but anyway, I just want to run this by it. Like, so I was wondering why, like, uh, Trump has taking all these, like, uh, shitty sophomore pot shots at DeSantis, and people are saying, like, oh, well, these, uh, like, the rumors of these um, potential indictments are coming through, and so, they, I mean, they're both connected, right? And then they live in the same state, so maybe, I mean, I'm not a Trump fanboy, but maybe Trump had wind of that. Going on in the first place, and then to like kneecap him for whatever. Like, do, you you know what I'm
0: saying? Oh, it was it, like, it, it was a pre, it was a preemptive. Well, not preemptive because I mean I know I I've had some friends laid out for me behind the scenes now and say that no no they have been there there has been some really uh, intricate tracking of money that has been flowing into DeSantis camps from all over the place from big time never Trumpers that they have been readying DeSantis to go after him. So th- this has been a, a, uh, a on, on the low, it's been brewing and obviously Donald Trump knew about it and that's why all the preemptive attacks started. Now for a while, none of us knew what the hell he knew and we were wondering, okay, why are you getting so, why, why are you getting so aggressive with this guy if he hasn't really even said anything out in public? Then we had the call with Rich Barris Thank you for the call, caller. Um we had the call with Rich Barris. That started making some things seem a little bit more uh logical as to why Trump was being so aggressive with, with DeSantis. And then more and more comes out and, and, and here's today, in another in another time of, of trial and tribulation. DeSantis goes on with Pierce Morgan and blah. What's going on, King? What's happening, baby? Hey, what do you what do you what do you think about what they're doing to Trump? I know you love Trump.
1: You know what I think it's time for you to bring back? What? We follow Trump. President Trump. He's our Lord Emperor
0: Trump. Trump! Where the hell
6: is that? You need
1: to
0: put that back in the mix, man. Hold on, i got to find it. You're right, you're right. That would be a good one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you got to bring that back, man. But what do I think about what they're trying to do to him? It's not surprising. But you know I'm always going to support the God Emperor. You're right. I know you will. Good or bad, win or lose, I always got his back, hey. but um, is it okay if I go off topic a little bit here? Yeah, go ahead. I, I want a break. Are you sure? Yeah, please. Go right ahead. All right. Because I'd like to set up like a, qu- quite frankly, poll, and it would be on a scale of 1 to 10. So here's the thing. Because uh, a lot of people don't know, uh, Frankie and I, we go back a long time. We've been friends, like, Jesus, what, like, over 20
0: years, eh? Uh, it's, it's, it's getting there, like around 2007. It's getting there. 2007.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, and we have a lot of personal conversations off there and stuff like that. So this is regarding my, one of my favorite bands, Nashville Pussy. Can I say that? Yeah, go ahead. Can I say the name of the band? Nashville Pussy. All right. Yes. Nashville Pussy, the name of the band. Great band. And we was discussing the lead guitarist, Frankie and I, and her looks and all that stuff. I forget her name. It's a weird name, but that's beside the point. And so, like, Frankie and me was talking, and Frankie's like, well, you know, looks like she may have some odors and stuff like that. Frankie's not a fan of the odors. I am. So I'd like to put out, like, a quite frankly poll to all the dudes, and maybe chicks if they're into that. How stinky do you like your pussy on a scale of 1 to 10? Me, personally, 10. Oh, my gosh. yeah, yeah. Well, the natural smell, man. I ain't talking about it smelling like shit, like a dothead. I mean, like, just a natural God. smell.
0: Well, I... Okay. Uh,
1: I go 10.
0: All right. So, dudes. The, but the, the, so there you go, dudes, dudes. How stinky do you like your pussy, Frankie? How stinky you like your pussy? Are you serious right now? That's this. I this is just disgusting. I'm dead bull serious. I am absolutely. This is making. This is Well, you know me, what?
1: You're a married man, but so you don't have to answer if you don't want no, this to. this is this is this I, is I'm worse. I'm trying to cause problems
0: in your relationship. This is worse than you calling up and saying you like listening to morbidly obese women slurp through spaghetti.
1: She wasn't morbidly obese, that broad. This is wor- this is so much. Think, this I don't I don't remember so that was a long time
0: ago. This is so yeah. much worse than the, the, the spaghetti slurping.
1: She might have been a little chunky, but I don't think she was morbidly obese. Oh, well, I'll, I'll which find. I would never kick a morbidly obese broad out of bed. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> I haven't in the past.
0: Well, but, go ahead. but either way, I just got to thank you for 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 giving us a little bit of a vacation for five minutes there and taking us off topic. I really appreciated it.
1: Yeah, no problem. And hey, uh, dudes in the chat room or chicks, if you're into that, you know, type in what on a scale of one to ten, how stinky you like your box, or even call in, even better, call in, how stinky do you like your
0: box? There you go. Call in Saturday night. That's it. We'll we'll be live Saturday night. Call in about that, and uh, and we'll see. Ooh. We'll see what we can we can. Perfect. Yeah, we can tally that Most up. Moster up. Right. All right, man. Thank you. All right, brother. Bye bye let's take another call oh oh, it's a good thing that Albert called after King hey what's going on Albert how are you I'm glad you called after King
4: <laughs> this is still real life right um, okay so uh, solutions yeah dude you give out tons of solutions let me tell you something If that whoever wanted the solutions Ask them, you know, did they get their seedlings done yet? I just did all the wood chips in my garden and and whatnot. And uh, you know, you you just had the show with the Goldbacks. What what are people looking for? You know, yeah, they're, they're looking for Trump to ride in. That's what they're looking for. But hey, you know, that's a that's a different thing. I don't want to go there. I don't totally agree with that dude, but um, as far as the Mexican thing the cartels and everything, I want everybody to talk because that guy's like, oh, we need to do two miles into the the, uh, border of Mexico and stuff like that. These people are uh, being allowed to come through, you know, through our government and whatnot. If you talk to the people in Mexico, because I got people that own Mexican restaurants and we do work for them, the cartels keep the government off of their asses because what people don't like is the federalities and, and whatnot. And like he uh, also mentioned, you know, this is interfering with cash, right? And the cartels operate off of cash. So I just think it's hilarious this, how, how it works. we got to take care of the cartels. So we're going to send in U.S. troops, apparently, at least that's word around the campfire from what you guys are talking about. So we're going to send in American troops into Mexico, to kill all the cartels so that they don't, uh, so that they don't interfere with the CBDCs. Seems to me you had the, the ticket. Yeah, it would take some decriminalization and whatnot. You know, if these people, where's the big drug problem in Mexico? Okay, you got to ask yourself that because the government pretty much isn't around down there. The cartels are. And when when do we ever hear about the horrible drug problems there? Because everybody down there should be able to do all the same shit, but we don't hear about that. It's only here. So I am 100% in agreement with you when you're talking about decriminalization. You can't save the world, but that's what they push on us. And the only thing that's going to end up happening is we're going to end up having a shit ton of U.S. soldiers killed doing that. At the same time, while they're trying to start a two-front war with China, and and with Russia, so you do the math. You know, sounds like pretty
0: fantastic to me. If I'm a evil doctor, evil or whatnot, what do you think? Yeah, no, I, I, like I said, needing to go into Mexico to fix a problem that only exists because we are choosing for it to be so, is ridiculous. I mean, I, I, I'm right.
4: And on top of it, and on top of it, if you're killing all the dudes that use the cash, you're killing you somebody who who's doesn't want the CPDCs. You, you get what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Well, you know, but, but, you, you know, know I, it would I, be I good. I
4: guarantee you. I guarantee you. The, the U.S. And, and and from where I'm standing, it looks like sending in uh, troops to kill for their own slavery thats how it looks to me you know when you can just decriminalize it and they're not going to do it you know it as well as i do so make sure you get your garden planted and get your gold backs because this is a solution oriented show if i ever saw one
0: <laughs> well thank you albert it's uh, I, I love having you call in and thank you for wrapping that up for me
4: all right, man. Have a great evening, Frank. All Love right, brother. Take Bye-bye. care.
0: All the best to you Woo. too. Let's take a really quick break. We come back. We will finish this one off. All right? Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. Please, don't go. What's oh, no. on? Oh, what's this? Oh, oh, hey, I had
3: nothing
1: oh, to do with this. Oh, I had
3: are nothing. Are you
1: sure? I had nothing oh, to you, do with This <laughs> is crazy.
3: <laughs> Men in In black! black.
1: Where did you get- Where did you get that? I said I ran into Will Smith over the weekend. Why didn't you tell us? Yeah, Where did you run into? Where
5: did you run into
1: Will Smith? Where
4: did
5: you run? Over
1: the weekend,
4: you stupid bitch!
3: (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Jump down, jump down, and then say some fucking gay
1: shit. I'm
3: gay. (laughs) Oh, hello everyone. (laughs) Master Yoda here. And when the day is done, I like to watch. Quite frankly. Once you start watching, quite frankly, forever will it dominate your destiny, consume you. It will, like the gallon of milk I just drank.
1: <laughs> oh, mm, mm, oh, oh, this feeling mm, in the pit of my stomach. Oh. Mm. Washroom. I must find.
3: Oh, oh, And while in the washroom, hmm, mm, Quite frankly, I will. Oh, 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 oh.
1: <coughs> Contractions. I am <have> feeling. <coughs> <coughs> Impressive, that's mm-hmm. Oh, no more dairy for a little while. Mm-hmm.
5: Oh, mm-hmm. Uh, Jack on the cell phone. Jack, what's going on today? Hey, Mike, I want to slap your butt cheeks. Okay, I heard that from Jack on Saturday.
0: Are you, is the stress relieved now? Yes, yes indeed So let let's um, let me go through this real quick a couple other. I Got a wonderful tip from Stostube on quite frankly super Thank you so much Stostube. to our friends Over on pilled T-Webs says, T-Webs 1111 says, had never watched it before. Now on episode three of Sopranos, you talk about it all the time. Had to see it for myself. Episode three of season one. Yeah. Well, you've got, there's a lot. There's a lot. Uh, The first, those first three episodes, they're still doing a lot of, you know, Tony narrating things and, you know, they're still using music in different ways. And you'll see, you'll see. Season one is still f- fantastic, but really season two, season three, you're in it, and then it is just away it goes, away it goes. Keith says, "Great guest tonight, Frank. He may be coming at it from a different angle, but he has some gravitas." Oh, I love talking about what's going on out there with uh, with Robert. I know that it's never going to be something that is universally um, accepted, you know, talking astrology and talking, but I I love I love Mystic themes, and i i I love incorporating it, and it just feels feels cozy to me, so I can handle that stuff just just fine listening to people talk about it and uh and even when we break away from that, it's just great to have conversations with people who who see what's go uh, going on around us, who have a pretty good understanding of how the human species works, what it responds to, uh our historic tendencies. I like it here's a little something for you 848 I'm gonna end you with this the conversation it's three segments I don't know it might take a couple of minutes but we'll we'll hear it we go secession is here States, cities and the wealthy are already withdrawing from America representative Marjorie Taylor Greene a Republican from Georgia wants a national divorce in her view another civil war is inevitable unless red and blue states form separate countries which is ridiculous. It's not her view under the uh, the traditionally American constitutional view, which has not been amended. It has not been amended. It has not been changed in any significant way. Um, we have a... Uh, we're supposed to have separate countries. The founders referred to their states as their countries. You know, uh, Virginians didn't wax poetic about New York being part of their country. It was a part of the union. She has plenty of company on the right, where a host of others, 52% of Trump voters, Donald Trump himself and prominent Texas Republicans, have endorsed various forms of secession in recent years. Roughly 40% of Biden voters have fantasized about a national divorce as well. Some on the left urge a domestic breakup so that a new egalitarian nation might be as Lincoln said at Gettysburg, brought forth on this continent, which they would become the most expansionist, warlike group of people, especially when they were so out of money. You want to talk about expansionism and colonization. Oh my gosh. The American Civil War was a national trauma precipitated by the secession of 11 states under over slavery. Okay, well, we're going to skip over this bullshit. Let's see here. I have studied secession for 20 years, and I think that it is not just a what-if scenario anymore. In We Are Not One People, Secession and Separatism in American Politics in 1776, my co-author and I go beyond a narrow discussions of secession and civil war to frame secession as an extreme endpoint on a scale that includes various acts of exit that have already taken place across the U.S. Scaled secession. This scale begins with smaller targeted exits, like a person getting out of jury duty, and prog- pro- uh, progresses to include the larger ways that communities refuse to comply with state and federal authorities. Such refusals go, uh, could involve legal maneuvers like interposition, in which a community delays or constrains the enforcement of a law it opposes, or nullification, in which a community explicitly declares a law to be null and void within its borders. At the end of the scale, there is secession. From this wider perspective, it is clear of many acts of departure, call them secession light, de facto secession or soft separatism, are occurring right now. Americans have responded to increasing polarization by exploring the gradations gradations between soft separatism and hard secession. These escalating exits make sense in polarized nation whose citizens are sorting themselves into like-minded neighborhoods. When compromise is elusive and coexistence is unpleasant, citizens have three options to get their way, defeat the other side, eliminate the other side, or get away from the other side. Imagine a national law. It could be a mandate that citizens brush their teeth twice a day or a statute criminalizing texting while driving. Then imagine that special group of people did not have to obey that law. Well, I mean, this is that this is a silly It's very silly Because no See, this is what I'm talking about these people who they're That's such a silly thing to even say Because there's a, a reason why we separate powers and it's you can't nullify there is no basis for nullification of federal law you'd be if you were a state nullifying federal law that is in fact constitutional you would be within breach of contract you know so it's just one of those things and then on a state level by county then you have other different safeguards against things that are against uh, either either local and then statewide constitutions I mean, this is it's, you don't have to imagine that. It's not a special group of people. All over the country, we should be nullifying uh, the 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 claims that the federal government makes over our lives. Everything that we consider normal today, ninety five percent of it should be nullified. That's how that's how this should be. Schools of taxes over the past two decades, scores of wealthy white communities have separated from more diverse school districts. See, see how they're, they're writing this bullshit with? Uh, no, no, no. What people have been doing, what people who are fighting for school choice are fighting, f- fighting for uh, black and brown children as well, whose parents actually see that they are learning in places that have absolutely no way, no way of guaranteeing quality because there's no quality control with these unions and public schools and these slush funds that keep them alive. And when children have to go to a school, with the money that they're receiving from the state or from the federal government. They have to go to a certain school district and they can't take their money elsewhere to places that have standards and have competent teachers. Then that creates a disparity for those who have the money to go. And then we start getting into, uh, we start getting into, uh, you know, groups based on income and whatever and how many more people uh, in higher income brackets are white. And Asian as opposed to black and brown. And they start talking about how school choice creates, you know, uh, racist disparities. No, no, it doesn't. It actually fixes it. It gives people a lot more of an opportunity to go out and get more bang for their buck. But um, so the person writing this is, is off base on a lot of things here. Several prominent districts, district exits have occurred in south, uh, in the south places like St. George, Louisiana. But instances from northern Maine to southern California show that school splintering is happening nationwide. Great, it's great. They start talking about also um, schools and taxes. In taxes, let's see here. If you, uh, the company say that Jeff Bezos pays no federal income tax in 2011. Elon Musk, so now they're going to get into, oh, they're quoting Robert Reich. Oh, no. Oh, no. You know what? We're stopping. We're stopping. Uh, we talk about all the great things that were happening throughout the, uh, the country. Things that you don't see a lot of in the news, but it's happening all over the place, especially when it comes to. Especially when it comes to food sourcing when it comes to education and a lot of other other stuff So don't worry about solutions. Just keep doubling down and tripling down on what you're doing what you're doing and uh, Don't read anything from the conversation. The website is uh, controlled by people who think Robert Reich is a Competent person so that's bad. That's bad for them Thank You Jesse 1138 on foxhole And I am going to release the scratching over there right now, ladies and gents. The night is just about over. Over on Rumble. Everybody's doing well. Thank you for the Rumble rant over there. And I will see you tomorrow at a given time. Seven. That's all I have. You've been wonderful. And thank you again for Robert Phoenix for coming out and hanging out. Uh tomorrow we'll have a lot more to talk about. We have a great guest, Anomaly will be on and uh, it might be the the official day of indictment. So, uh there'll be stuff to talk about. We'll take calls, questions and just vibe a little bit. All right? That's what I have for you right now. Thank you again and I don't think we have anything on the on the network tonight, but Tuesday's will be interesting. I still I was talking to Jim Lee. ...about soon when he has his studio set up at home. That's been working... He's been working on that for a while there. I would love for him to be our Tuesday night after show. Uh, last night before the movie, I heard Cody was live... ...just chatting up people and, and, and playing stuff... ...and being an MC, DJ of his own in his own right. I love that. Can't wait until we have a lot more live, interactive... ...call-in style shows after the 7 o'clock show ends... ...from different personalities... ...from the network and friends and all that... So it, uh, more of that is coming your way, and um, I got a lot of work, a lot of work I'm doing with uh, exciting people. So bringing that right to you in your living rooms or in your trucks, in your cabins, as you're driving from coast to coast, keeping the country afloat. So good night, everybody. Thank you for the time. Talk to you tomorrow.
1: I'll catch you on the flip side
0: quite frankly film before a live studio audience and now our super chatters starting with Stostu and revolution thank you my friends we'll see you tomorrow especially thank you to escobar for you on rumble to all of my wonderful gold pillars on foxhole tomorrow's another day thank you for tonight